You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of battery from rangefinders to trail cameras to your truck, car, batteries, anything, any type of battery that you can think of, visit your local Interstate Batteries retail location and talk with a battery specialist. For more information about the company and all of the batteries that these guys offer, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And today's episode, you're at, you're hearing me on the intro, but I'm actually not in the episode. So when Jacob and Jeff, or when the three of us were scheduled to record this, I was actually under the weather that day and had a pretty bad cough. And I, I didn't think you guys wanted to, to listen to me sit here and hack. So I uh, chose not to be on that podcast and let those guys do it on their own. And I'll tell you, I am, I, I, at least I don't think, I have the coronavirus. I, I'm pretty sure this is just a cold. <laughs> But uh, try having a cold when, you know, in the middle of this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, I guess they're calling it, makes makes people look at you a little sideways sometimes. So hopefully everybody's staying healthy out there and not feeding into the, the, the craziness, if you will, and just doing your part to slow the spread, flatten the curve, as they say. So hopefully everybody's healthy. Hopefully your families are healthy and this hasn't and doesn't impact you all too terribly much. So what we talked about, we, I'm I'm throwing that term around loosely. What Jacob and Jeff talked about is finding public land in Ohio to hunt. So you know, getting access to private ground is is becoming increasingly difficult. The, the the places that are that people allow hunting are usually already uh, claimed by somebody or somebody's leasing them, or you know, so so it's getting harder and harder to find public land or excuse me, private land. So we thought it would be interesting or important to talk about how to find public land. Because there's a fair bit of public land in Ohio, it's just a matter of tracking it down. Some of the stuff is is you know everybody knows about, but there's some other pieces that that maybe aren't as well known, or you know in general this is public land, but you know trying to identify what pieces or or trying to find you know those hidden gems, those little parcels that that maybe people are overlooking. So that's what the guys talk about in this one. Before we get into that, I got to talk about our sponsors. So Mastin's Deer Sense is a premium deer scent company, but it's not a premium price, right? There's a lot of things nowadays that, you know, you got uh, premium coffee and and uh, premium you know, craft beers and things like that, right? And, and you, you pay a premium price for those things. Mastin's is a premium product, but it's not a premium price. The prices are actually very reasonable, and 
it's a good product. We used it all last fall, had good success with it, and it's just good stuff. It works. So if you're interested in using scent, if you want to use scent to get deer in front of your cameras, to watch antlers grow, or to sort, you know, start thinking about that for this upcoming fall, check out Mastin's. You can go to mastinsdeersense.com or ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors. And there's a link there that, that takes you to Mastin's website and you can check out what they have to offer and order right on their website. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's get into the conversation that uh, Jacob and Jeff recorded about finding public land. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? So with private land becoming increasingly harder to find, and we've discovered that a lot of public land out there isn't the most well advertised. We thought we would talk about how to find uh, public land to hunt. So, Jacob, what are some of the, the techniques you use? Uh, I mean, the first and foremost, I would say, um, with the kind of advancement in the online mapping, um, whether that's Google Earth, Google Maps, you know, some of the hunting-specific Onyx, Hunt Stand, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, there's really no reason that you wouldn't have access to basically public maps of your hunting area. Um, I mean, some of those ones I mentioned later, Hunt Stand, Onyx Maps, they're, you know, membership subscription. Uh, but like Hunt Stand, you can use that for free to at least identify like public land versus private land. If you want to know specific private land ownership, then that's, you know, a charge associated with that. Um, but just to identify, hey, this is public land, uh, you can use pretty much any of those mapping systems I mentioned. So I use that a lot. A um, little bit of desk scouting, they call it. And I kind of like down where our hunting cabin is, I just pull up the maps and scroll around and say like, oh, this looks interesting. And then the next time I'm yeah. down in the area, then it's boots on the ground, try to see what it really looks like. Um, put a, you know, a map, topo map yeah. to actually boots mm -hmm. on the ground, walk in the hills, see what it looks like. That's generally yeah. my techniques. Um, you know, I haven't done a ton of public land location. I know, Jeff, you've spent more mm -hmm. time kind of identifying new areas. Uh, that's kind yeah. of, You've kind of been the one that's led that, especially down around our hunting cabin. You're like, we got to go here. I want to look at this and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, those apps, I don't spend a whole lot of time on them for, in scouting for new property. Do they, like, color coordinate uh, public land, or do you just have to click on each, the, each of the parcels to find it, or how does that work? I'm not super familiar uh, with Hunt Stand, uh, but because I've used Onyx in the past, a um, little free advertising for Onyx, I guess. Um, 
they're certainly not one of our sponsors, but um, I've used them in the past yeah. and I like yet. <laughs> there you go. On X Maps, we're looking for sponsors. No. <laughs> um, but on X, yes, they have a layer of all okay. their different maps. Um, they use, you know, they're just base, basically satellite images, and then they have what they call map layers, and you can layer all kinds of stuff onto the map um property owners but yes public land is a color coding option on onyx map so you can click that map layer and it will then color everything that's public a different color than private i believe with okay. onyx it's like a green color okay. uh, and it may depend on who the public land owner is you know, when you start right. getting out west, which I don't have access to those maps with Onyx, you pay by the state. Or you can buy a bigger membership that has, like, all the states. But I just pay for the state of Ohio. That's where I do all my hunting. Um, and we only have essentially one public land owner in Ohio for the most part. I mean, there's Wayne National, but, like, we don't have, like, BLM land or... Right. You know, some of that stuff that they have out west. I believe that may be color-coded differently for them out there. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yes, it's like on Onyx, it's like a green shade that will tell you this is public land. And then the private yeah. land doesn't have any shade to it. It's just whatever the topo map is showing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my my recommendation, if you're looking for public land, I've the, the first place to start, the easiest place to start is to just go to the ODNR's website and they have a map of public lands um, and you'll find a lot of public lands that way. Um, the only downside side is, is that it's by no means is it all inclusive. Um, I think most of those properties are only the properties that are owned by the Ohio Department of Wildlife or Department of Natural Resources. Um, and then, because there's a lot of other public hunting areas that are not owned and some not even like Wayne National Forest, even managed by them. Um, so that's a good place to start. Um, if you look there and don't find what you're looking for, Obviously, the next place to look is uh, go to the Department of Forestry's website and find uh, maps of the Wayne National Forest. And I find it easiest to you find the maps of, of Wayne National Forest and then compare that to uh, either a hunt stand or uh, even the county auditor's maps because the Department of Forestry's maps don't really show very well property boundaries. They just kind of say like, oh, we own, you know, we own a chunk of land that's shaped like this off this road. And when you're in rural areas where there is no real property boundaries or it's hard to even tell where that is, it's a lot easier to go to an app that shows property boundaries and you can find the property that shaped that shape and click on it and then get better directions as to 
where exactly that's at. Right, right. Um, and I guess just for ease for the listeners, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll drop a link uh, to the ODNR's website yeah. for the public land. Right. Um, so we'll be able to access that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, um, and I think it's come a long way recently, uh, with public land mapping and that kind of stuff. It used to be map reading was much more of an art, um, mm-hmm. and more complex and it still is a little bit, uh, just cause there's different, you know, everyone, it all gets lumped under the big name of public land. Um, but like you said, that's not all owned by the ODNR or by the state of Ohio necessarily even in its own entity. So it's different companies slash organizations, um, you know, especially with the, you know, the new land that was just acquired, um, a lot of that land that's technically private land, but it's always been hunted as public on the AEP land. Um, you know, so those maps would be totally separate because it's, you know, you'd have to go to the AEP websites or AEP to get those maps, mm-hmm. uh, which is where, you know, the market niche, so to speak, for the Onyx maps, Hunt Stand, there's other ones out yeah. there, um, kind of came from is just kind of putting it all in one central place where yeah. you can then get on there and navigate. Um, yeah. Kind of what bred this conversation is that what we found, like you said, as hunting permission is getting harder and harder and um, private land seems to be disappearing, whether that's through development or through landowners passing away and their children, not a lot, you know, whatever it is. Um, Like Jeff said, we found that public land is becoming more and more, whether that's popular or the cool thing to do or whatever you want to call it. But um, we also feel like there's a lot of public land that's not being utilized or tapped into uh, right. as much as it probably could be. Right. Uh, this isn't going to be your, you know, we live in Northeast Ohio. So this isn't going to be your Spencer Lake wildlife area where it's super accessible right in the middle of, you know, everything. Like those places, obviously, as everyone knows, are overhunted, especially during certain times of the year. Um, Now, some of this stuff is going to be more rural, kind of in the southern part of the state, less populated areas. You know, so we're not saying there's like these hidden gems in Northeast Ohio that aren't being utilized necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there there Um, are definitely definitely public hunting areas. Yeah, that are not utilized nearly as much as they could be you know the designated wildlife areas that are owned and managed by the odnr everybody knows where those are at mostly they're pretty easy to find and a lot of them do offer great hunting but there's also a lot of other public land out there that can be a little bit harder to find um another benefit while you were talking about the mapping apps jake is uh, the great thing that those mapping apps do is allow you to know when you're on public land and when you're not. Because we've found a lot of times with Wayne National Forest, people post it, post it as private property. 
you know, no right. trespassing. And right. it's it's public land. It's you know, you have every right to be there. We've right. yeah. <laughs> found that so many times. Yeah, yeah, definitely down there, uh, especially where our hunting cabin is located. Um, it was it's kind of went through waves of popularity and that kind of has went with the deer population as it's kind of went up and down down there. But, um, you know, the stories that our dad and his friends tell when they first started down there, uh, there were, I mean, there was nobody, it was, they were the only ones and then the locals. And then it went through a kind of, as we got into hunting and started hunting it, really spiked and it got really overcrowded because it was the cool place to go kind of um you know a lot of deer decent sized deer um Mm -hmm. and then that's when a lot of the locals that are down there started posting public land basically saying private land because all the Yankees, as they call them, or the Northerners, if you talk to the locals down there, yeah, um, started coming in and hunting all their, it's public land, it's anyone's land to hunt, but what they consider their land, because before that, no one else hunted it. It was, right, you know, it was whatever, 400, 500, 1,000 acres of public land that anyone has access to, but they're the only ones that ever hunted it because it's right. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And also uh, a, a lot of those people, a lot of those locals, that land that is now national forest did used to be their land, their family's land, but right. their family sold it. And, you know, now it's public and it's, they no longer have exclusive access and they just need to kind of, come to terms with it right right a lot of the area down there is named after you know whoever owned it at the time you know back in who it's just been passed down the name of it so this hollow is named after whoever Uh, but that name is not who owns it anymore it's owned by it's public (laughs) you know so they you know they name different hollows based on whatever a hundred years ago so-and-so used to have a house in here and now mm-hmm. that house is no more than a pile of wood and it's right. public land right so yeah it's um but yeah like you said there's a lot of opportunity um it's not it just depends on you know what you're looking to get into yeah. too i mean it also if you're not internet savvy um which I don't know, you might not be listening to a podcast if you're not internet savvy, but if you're not internet savvy and want to find maps of the Wayne National Forest, um, you can stop into their regional offices and uh, they can get you those maps. Um, There may be a small fee associated with it, but they can get you printed maps of where the Wayne National Forest is. So that's another option. And they're they're very helpful at the regional offices. You know, if you run into one of those situations where public land is posted as private, you can contact them and say, hey, I, you know, was right here. A lot of times with the rural areas, um, they're hoping for GPS coordinates. 
you know, because the roads are, everybody calls them something different out there. Um, so they hope for GPS coordinates and you can say, hey, I was here. I'm pretty sure this is, you know, Wayne National Forest, but it's posted as private. And they they want you to tell them that so that they can get it corrected. Um, also, if you find a piece of property and you're not sure, because with Wayne National Forest, they sometimes will, they own agricultural fields. You know, when they purchased the property, there was agricultural fields on it. And they, they still will lease out those fields to be farmed. Well, it's, it's public land. As long as you're not damaging those crops, you have every right to walk those fields to get to the woods or even walk those fields to hunt those fields. Um, so if you have any sort of questions like that, you know, you can reach out to them and they are more than willing to help you out with that kind of stuff. Let's pause the conversation quickly to talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub, they say deer feed the Ohio way. So the reason they say that is Monster Whitetail Grub tries to source everything from Ohio. So the ingredients that they put into their into their feed, the packaging that they use to sell their feed in, they're an Ohio company supporting the Ohio economy. So, so you got that. And on top of that, they make a great product. So if you're wanting to start watching antler growth, if you're wanting to get mineral out, they sell just plain mineral. Their signature feed, their monster whitetail grub feed also has mineral mixed in. So, you you know, you can kind of do double duty with that. You can feed and mineral with that product. So feed, flavored corn, raw mineral, they've got what you need and it's good stuff. We've tried it. We've used it. We, we continue to use it because it works. So if you're interested in trying some Monster Whitetail Grub, whether it's mineral, you know, I know a lot of people like to run mineral in the spring, or their signature feed, check out our, our website, ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors. And there's a link there where you can get in touch with them and try out some of their stuff. Now with that, let's get back into the episode. I guess the next part i guess or idea um that i've used the maps the on you know the online maps that personally that i've liked and the thing i like about them is finding access um because if you get in once you start getting into this and looking for public land there is some public land that is landlocked or pretty darn near landlocked Mm um so like down by again speaking the Wayne National Forest down by where we hunt, um, there's access, but it's just a tiny little sliver that you wouldn't without the hunting maps, you would never know. Cause it's just like a tiny little spot between two houses. But it's actually, if you look at the maps, public land comes all the way up to the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, stuff like that where you would never know that all those hundreds of acres behind these two houses on the street, all those woods back there are actually public and there is access, but it's, you've got to walk 
between a these two people's houses. Yeah. Basically, yeah, between these two people's houses on yeah. this overgrown four-wheeler path. Mm-hmm. You know, so without having these maps, which it's nice that they're now available, you would never know. That's all public land and it's all accessible. You just have to know how to access it because the people who own those properties butting up against the public land, they make sure to post it in most cases to make it look like there's no access because they don't selfishly. Those people don't want people on that land because the less people that are accessing that public land, that's more land that they get to pseudo own, we'll call it, because Mm -hmm. no one else is hunting it. So now I only need to own an acre with my house on it, but I'm surrounded by 400 acres of public land. And now I get to hunt 500 acres and no one else bothers it. Right. Right. So that's another thing that I like to look for is kind of those hidden, even if you know, like, okay, the way natural forest is here and I'm going to go down and hunt that. I like to look for those, they're not hidden. I mean, they're on the map, but difficult access areas or areas that don't have a main. And like I said, there's not main roads down there. It's all gravel dirt roads for the most part, but um, you know, they don't have a main road running right through the middle of it. Right. I like to look for some of the property that it's just a little corner that's touching the road or close to the, you know, to where, yeah, there's a bunch of land in here, but it's not easy to get to the back side of it because that's, as we all know, anyone who spends any time hunting any type of big tracks, we'll say, public land wise, the further you get from the roads, the less people are that are going to be there. Um, right. You know, so like I said, Ohio doesn't have the big vast landscapes like out west to where you can get miles from a road, you know, miles and miles from a road in most cases. Um, But this concept still holds true if you're looking to get away from the vast majority of public hunters or people hunting public land. You got to go deeper, further, you know, or through the difficult terrain. Um, that's the other thing. If you find public land that has what you would consider difficult terrain, if you look at a topo map and you see, wow, that's a pretty steep hill that I'm going to have to go down and then climb up the other side. That's going to eliminate at least some hunters so that you're going to have less pressure once you get where you're going. Right. Yeah. Another tip for finding public land, especially if you do live in, you know, a more populated area and are looking for something close, is reach out to the local park districts because you'd be surprised how many local park districts either have areas that are just complete public hunting, you know, just access to anyone or have some sort of way that you can enter a drawing to get permission to hunt deer, turkey, you know. Uh, most of them, when the, it's drawings, it's not small game, but um, a lot of those park districts need to control their, their deer populations, and they 
they have some sort of drawings to give you limited access to hunt deer. Um, so that's another. And even if if your local park district doesn't and you know they don't, it still might be helpful to reach out to them and let them know that there is an interest, you know, for people to to hunt some of their properties that, you know, they don't currently, you know, that aren't heavily utilized or, you know, if, if they decide that they need to control a wildlife population, that there is a market for them to do that with, you know, legal public hunting. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause that's something we found out, I would say, I don't know, Jeff, maybe in the last, definitely in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, we've kind of fell into or stumbled upon some of the park hunts and that kind of stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, but you know, the county grew up in, I, I don't know how long they've had a park program. We all grew up, we all grew up hunting and we never knew that that County offered park hunts until recently, you know, yeah. just cause it, it's not always public information, even though it's open to the public. It's not always easily accessible to find out, you know, you don't yeah. just go to, you know, whatever county park website and it's not right there in your face. Sign up for the lottery to come hunt deer. Right. You know, because yeah, that's some park districts think it's a bad PR thing to let people know that they're uh, offering hunting or allowing hunting and other park districts, you know, it's. They have a select group of people who do it and they're happy with that. So they don't feel that they need to get the word out, you know, anymore. So, right. you know, there's varying reasons why that is, but there's a lot more park districts that offer at least some sort of limiting hunting than you would think. All right. Another technique I use is look at Google Maps and if there's an area of the state that I want to hunt in and there is some sort of park or, you know, a green space on that Google map, um, I like to go look, look it up and see if they have any sort of public hunting, you know, whether it's a park or a state forest or a state park, you know, all those different types of outdoor lands offer some offer public hunting you know a lot of people don't know that state parks some of them have public hunting at them and state forests you know and that's because when you go to the odnr a lot of times and type in public hunting those those areas aren't aren't listed or aren't listed in the same way that the wildlife areas are so they they People just don't know that they're there. Right. Yeah. You got any other tips? Uh, not, I don't think I have any other tips or tricks per se, more just, um, just to, as public land or private land, hunting accessible private land, or it becomes harder and harder to get permission on private land. Um, we don't necessarily have to adapt this 
the sky is falling. You know, there's nowhere left to hunt. That's why there's no hunters left. That's why nobody's right. hunting because there's nowhere to hunt. Um, as with getting permission on private land, I mean, it's there is land available. You just may have to do a little bit more legwork than the good old days, we'll call them, when it was like everybody had a farm and, you know, or if you didn't have a farm, your buddy had a farm and everyone had somewhere to hunt. There still is plenty of room for all the outdoorsmen in Ohio to where we're not going to be standing on top of each other. You just have to do a little bit of legwork and a little bit of research and maybe be willing to make a trip out of it versus, you know, you might not have a ton of public land 20 minutes from your house. Or that public land is probably going to be pretty overrun, especially if it's a known piece of public land. You know, if it's close to a big metropolis or, you know, a big concentration of people. But when you start getting away from the, the large, dense, populated areas of Ohio, um, I mean, the public land opens up. There's a lot of land from experience. Not that I want everyone to come hunt the public land by our cabin. Um, but, I mean, we spent a lot of years down there and a lot of time down there. And outside of, I mean, even during gun week, it's not what I would call overly populated most years. Um, and any other time, if you go down there, you generally d- hardly see anyone else. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean rut weekend it, there's a spike you know and yeah. i think that you know gun hunting used to be a lot more popular down there um bow hunting is kind of starting to grow in popularity um so that you do start to see some you know get a little bit of crowding with you know during the rut right right but if you just pick a obscure weekend in whatever october at least you know down where we hunt in the wayne national forest you have a very good chance of not seeing another vehicle right so you literally at that point would have depending on the piece of public you pick but i mean hundreds of acres all to yourself right you know and if if you're going to complain about that, I I mean, that's a different argument. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the prime hunting times, it's going to get a little more dense. But the idea that right. there's nowhere to hunt, I don't have anywhere to hunt. I, I just, I can't buy into that. Um, there are areas and there's good hunting. I mean, obviously the counties that are going to have your trophy class deer or whatever, a lot of that is off public land but there is plenty of deer big deer killed on public land every year right you know i mean it's just you got to put the time in you got to put the effort in the research whether that's boots on the ground going down and scouting or looking at maps and learning how to read maps topo lines where deer Mm -hmm. like to hang out you know being able to look at a map and saying okay I'm looking at this map and I know the deer are going to move through this 
you know, saddle or this pinch point just by looking at a map. I know there's a, a pinch point right here. That's a perfect spot to set up for deer cruising or moving through or, hey, I see there's ag fields all around this. Well, a deer, any animal that, you know, any cervid is a slave to its belly, essentially. They got to eat. They got a bed somewhere. You know, that's back to hunting 101, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just being able to read that stuff and identify where the deer are going to be. And that takes practice. I by no means am an expert. I'm, it, I go in the woods thinking this is a slam dunk. I'm going to see a bunch of deer today and I don't see any. Mm-hmm. And then it's, well, let's go back to the drawing board. Why didn't I see any? What happened? Why didn't I see deer? Why is there no deer sign here? I thought for sure this was going to be full of deer sign, you know, and that's part of the draw, at least for me, to hunting public land. You know, it's new, new spots, new land, learning the, you know, the nature of the creature and why they do what they do. Right. Uh, you know, that's part of it. So, like I said, I don't, I'm not personally sending the invite out to come hunt all the public land that I hunt, but there's plenty of room for right. other, you know, for right. people to get out and enjoy the outdoors. Right. And don't think that this list of public lands that we've listed here is all inclusive. There's plenty of other public lands out there that we didn't even mention. You know, there's a lot of public lands out there that are owned by private entities, but they allow public access so there's a lot of public land out there you just got to do some some legwork to find it and you know find find your piece you know the piece that works for you right right yeah so i guess i mean kind of i guess to wrap it up in closing kind of like i mean a general consensus is like you said there's plenty of land you got to find the piece that works for you you got to look put a little bit of effort in and i think you'll be amazed or satisfied with what you find if you just get out there and look spend a little time um you know there's plenty of opportunity and even if you're looking to hunt not what we'll call big game or white-tailed deer, you know, I mean, there's probably even more opportunity in some aspects for small game. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, tons of opportunity for small game. I mean, even turkey, which is, you know, technically a, a big game animal. There's a lot of opportunity out there for public access, you know, public land and, you to be the only hunter in the woods. Right. Right. Which the way, you know, if you fall into the wrong thread on Facebook or the wrong group of guys, you know, that you would think it's a woe is me. The woods are overrun with the orange army. I have no privacy. I have no chance to get to my, you know, some space or some time Mm -hmm. to myself. And I, I, you know, I don't, want to start confrontation or argument necessarily, but that's just not true. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, it's just not, there's plenty of 
room. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of woods for you to go get some, get away from everybody and have an uninterrupted hunt. Right. It's just, and you might, you might have to leave, you know, your County and go to a different County depending on where you live, but there's definitely opportunity. Right. And also this is just kind of a PSA. Don't be jerks to each other on public land. I mean, I, the best example I have of this is, you know, people basically telling people to get lost because this is, this is my deer hunting spot on public land. Like you may have hunted that spot for years and years, but that guy who walks in opening day has just as much right to it as you do. I mean, right. if, if you're that guy who's walking in on opening day, you know, you might want to be cur- courteous to that other guy who's hunted here for forever. Um, but you, that guy's, you know, got just as much right as you do. I mean, we, we grew up hunting the same hillside as our, you know, our dad hunted. On opening day, all of us went to the same hillside same hilltop and just kind of covered the whole hilltop and i you know my dad had been hunting there for forever you know probably 25 years right and one year some other guy walked up and stood within eyesight of me you know to deer hunt and you know that's just that's public land hunting just happens yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you just, I mean, you got, it's public land. If you want your own piece of land or your own woods to hunt, unfortunately, the only way to make it your own and make sure no one else bothers it is you have to buy it. Yeah. You know, it's got to be. So public land is exactly that. It's public. Everyone has yeah. access. You know, you could be, in the what you think is the best prime spot i found this spot it's a mile off the road no one's gonna bother me and if someone decides to come walking through opening day on a whatever a bird watching adventure they have every right to be there yeah you know what i mean i so but like i mean it goes both ways don't try to spoil other people's hunts either but you just kind of have to roll with it and enjoy it for what it is. It's, I mean, it's a resource that was set up, you know, for us by previous outdoorsmen and the idea of public land, if you really get into the weeds on it, you know, outside of the United States, not many people have public land. Well, the United States and Canada, I guess. Right. Uh, so it's but like I said, it brings its own adventures, its own challenges. You know, we the three of us, I know we spend a lot talking over maps at the hunting cabin, just digging into where's their new public land to go check out. And you know, a lot of the locals down there will say, Oh, you can't go hunt that. That's so and so hunts that. Well, it's not theirs. <laughs> right, right. 
you know. So we don't go in there purposefully trying to ruin other people's hunts. That's at, by no means. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to stay out of a whole chunk of public just because I know the guy who lives at the bottom of the hill hunts back up in there. Right. You know, I'll be I'll be courteous to him. I'll if I see his stand or where he has a whatever where he plans on setting up, I'm not going to go set up two trees down. But I'm also not going to stay out of 400 acres of woods just because the guy that lives at the bottom of the hill likes to walk up that hill and hunt. Right. So, but I think that's all I have, Jeff. I yeah, don't know. yeah. I think that's a good place to leave it. Cut it off. Um, so, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in every week. Um, you know, we try not to go through the spiel every week on you know to annoy you guys but really if you enjoy the show share it with other people tell your friends get the word out we do our best to just kind of spread good information try to be a resource Um, so like I said if you do like it like what you hear have any suggestions questions comments reach out to us um we like to hear from you guys on social it kind of gives us a little bit of immediate feedback for what we're doing and how we're doing it so um like i said share it with your friends tell your friend about it if there's anything you want us to cover as always shoot us a message we're happy to kind of look into any topic if we don't know about it or don't feel like we can you know do a full episode on it we're more than happy to reach out to other people who may know more about it or do some research to figure out what the answers are or what needs to be kind of portrayed to the public Um, so thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week Mm -hmm.